is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Main feature actually allows you to control the content of the website. You submit something online, you see you think it's interesting, maybe you think our other listeners will appreciate it. You submit it to the site and then others get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. So we all got up bright and early uh, this morning to... Go out to support Mark. Uh, Mark, you were on trial. Uh, you were going uh, into Newport, New Hampshire's district court for a speeding ticket. Yeah, that's right. Newport, not a very big place. It's, uh, I don't know, is it the county seat where we were? It's not very big at all. I don't know. Uh, it's just this little, little strip of Main Street, basically, and uh, the courtroom was pretty pretty small yeah i don't uh, think they had they didn't have two of them just one little courtroom yeah so uh so we all got up left here uh drove up that about an hour's drive and i would say about eight to ten people came out to support you this morning bright and early it was a good yeah. showing yeah you know i would want to i wouldn't have wanted any more um you know like a, a 20 or 30 activists probably would have been too much in my opinion so I thought it were I thought it went very well. Uh, I mean, all things considered, you ended up being found guilty, which of course you pretty much go into these things expecting. I had no I had no expectation right. I'd be found anything else. Right. You had some good questions that uh, you asked during the trial. There was some good objections that you made. You actually had a couple objections sustained. Yeah, which... I made about ten yeah. objections. <laughs> Thanks to Jurisdictionary.com, because quite frankly, I wouldn't have known how to do everything without it. And uh, also, I took some tips from uh, Bill Domenico, who had a trial uh, previously, and a couple who of other actually wa- who actually won his. Uh, trial. Yep. Bill's an activist who's been up here. But the the thing about this is, is that it really just depends on the luck of the draw as far as the judge goes. Yeah. Um, you know, if it, if they're going to you try made to the same points him. he did, yeah. and uh, they, you got found guilty, and he was found not guilty. So it's all totally arbitrary. But uh, I actually posted the video of Bill's trial a couple days ago over at freekeen.com, so people can actually see that if they want to. We do have video of yours. It just hasn't. I just haven't had a chance to even touch it yet. So we'll get around to that at some point because there was actually some other video footage today. That was much more interesting. Uh, well, at my trial, before you get get on to the yeah. uh, th- that, and it is more interesting. Right, right. There were a couple <laughs> of in- there. There were some hats worn in the courtroom. There yeah. was some gum chewed. Uh, the bailiffs got all. Some of the bailiffs. Well, got there all was upset. one in particular that was definitely very irate about yeah. anything. Basically, yeah, he wanted. He didn't. Well, he didn't want things to go as they shouldn't in his. Well, courtroom, he but. gave this long uh, soliloquy about yeah. what you cannot do in the courtroom. And it included things like embracing one another, Hand holding, holding hands, right. kissing, affection, um, <laughs> like all these I different. Was shocked by that. Yeah, you, you, things you never heard before. I mean, you've been in a lot of courtrooms, Ian. I have, and, and I have, you know, been in a few myself. You, you never hear this sort of this preamble from the bailiff before the, the trial even starts. It's like the tyranny is here, and I'm just going to clarify it for you all. Yeah, I wish I had my camera rolling while he was giving that uh, oration, and it was just so ludicrous. Uh, next time I'm in that court, I want to go and hold hands with somebody um, <laughs> simply because it's so outrageous. I mean, it's right along with the whole no dancing at the Jefferson Memorial thing, the idea that you know if you're sitting next to a loved one that you couldn't put your arms around that person or an arm around that person. Which is yep. so absolutely outrageous. There was also comments made in the courtroom about no dancing and that kind of thing. Well, there was one guy that joked about it. Yes. One, one of the bailiffs. Uh, no break dancing. Yeah, because we were just making comments out loud about the absurdity of the rules of the court. And at one point he kind of jokes like no break dancing. And it was kind of funny. I think uh, it kind of benefited. 
I guess, to say us or the individuals that, that showed up for this in the fact that Lance was there because Lance is very keyed into what we're doing. Who is that? Lance is the uh, the bailiff. Uh, he's in charge of the bailiffs for this, uh, basically, I think, Cheshire County. Yeah, he's like the chief bailiff, um, and it's actually... Uh, he, he goes has, wider than that. Yeah, he does it's, it's six wider courts. Than that. He has six courts, and they're all around. But, you know, Lance is an easygoing guy that uh, really doesn't want any trouble. He's going to do what the judge says to do. Right, definitely. But, you know, he doesn't create any well, at, new problems. Well, at some problems. point, Lance stopped the bailiff from flipping out uh, with the, I believe it was yeah. the hat thing. And yeah. he told he him, let in. the judge rule on that, and basically squelched it. He, uh, The bailiff went back, talked to the judge. He comes back and talks to Lance, and I hear him say, the judge is not going to rule. So mm. basically, the judge isn't going to make a decision. He's not going to bring He's up the hat He's not going to issue. address it. And then uh, the same thing with the gum chewing. That same bailiff was just flipping out. Now, also, you'll have to uh, understand. I when I was standing up in front of, the, or you know, in the seat up in front of the judge, I didn't stand up when the guy walked in. So there Neither I was. Did we. Yeah, well, sure. You guys are back in the the, the gallery area. I mean, there I am. Uh, he he's looking down so that he purposely doesn't see people not standing. Um, and it's it's just very. This judge was pretty laid back about all that. I think he had his mind made up on this ticket that even though he sustained some of my objections and that kind of thing, that he wasn't going to let this go through. There was no pretrial. I mean, literally, it just went wham right into the trial. I didn't get a chance to make any pretrial motions at all. Um, there was no closing statements. Nothing. It was very strange. It was very abbreviated. Yeah. Yeah, and he they, wanted this to go on as short as possible. There was a French TV uh, guy, cr- crew, whatever, that was there uh, filming stuff. And I think that he, the judge wanted to make this, uh, you know, get this out of the way and make it uh, as official as possible. But, you know, it, it, you know it, was a rail, it was a railroad. So the boys from uh, Liberty on Tour were there with us, uh, Pete, Adamo, and Bo from LibertyOnTour.com. We've actually got Pete and Adamo on the line with us here. Uh, good evening, gents. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. It's going great. Thanks uh, for coming out bright and early this morning. Uh, you you kind of took a little bit of time out from your travels, uh, the official itinerary of uh, the Liberty on Tour, Free State Friendship Tour, where you're touring around New Hampshire, going from different area to different area and getting involved in various different uh, activism and starting activisms uh, and you know d- events in different areas. And you took some time out to come support Mark uh, today, and, and that was great. We had a nice 420 yesterday as well. The French uh, French guy was in town doing his uh, tv shooting and so we kind of put through a 424 and i thought that went really well but uh, you guys came out you brought out marv the mobile authority resistance vehicle this morning to newport new hampshire and we've never been to newport before this this was the first time that newport had experienced any level of uh, of activism that i'm aware of and uh, i'm glad you guys were there because you made a, a real stand when it comes to uh, when it came to having hats on in court and uh, also, you know, Pete, you were chewing some gum uh, at one point, and the bailiffs didn't like that, or one bailiff did not like that very much. Yeah, that's right. This is a demo. And uh, I'd like to echo what JJ said, and that's that uh, we're a good thing that Lance was there because he came over and stopped the bailiffs from aggressing on us. And then, and even though he had still some work to do, it was a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, you're a little gar- you're a little bit garbled there. It's it's kind of difficult to understand you. All right, Ian. Uh, yeah. This- uh-oh. We'll uh, we'll call you back at, our, at my number. Ian. No problem. We'll uh, we'll take a call back from them here in a moment at eight hundred two five nine 
9231. So, yeah, what he was saying is this uh, the head agent stepped in and stopped this bureaucrat from continuing to aggress against them, and it completely diffused that particular situation. The man in the robe ignored three, four people, I think, wearing hats, because one of the other uh, locals in the Keene area also came in with his hat on as well, which, you know, it's nice to see that happening. And and one of the other uh, things, there's footage, there's going to be footage of this, of course, but... Uh, one of the things that that goes on is they you know they want to crack down on this but if people ask a simple question when they're told to take the hat off the question is something to the effect of are you asking or are you ordering because a lot of the times they're just asking they're just they're asking in a really right. gruff and abrupt right. way exactly yeah and so that that was a question that uh, Pete and Ademo were uh, were asking back to this particular uh, bailiff or security agent, and he did make it clear no, that take was, the hat off. Right. Like he wasn't asking. <laughs> no, I think he did say he was asking. I'm asking you to take that hat off. I I can't remember at one point. He eventually it eventually got the judge's order, sort of thing. And then uh, I think Ademo asked if it was uh, a law or an order, and then you know to see the law if it was in fact. Yeah, a law. I, I recall that. So I think we've got. Uh, is it Pete and Ademo back here? Hello. Yes, sir. Good oh, to be much, with you. much better. So, go ahead awesome. with your thoughts. So, yeah, we were we were just talking about uh, being up there in Newport. It was uh, it was a good showing with the with the folks there, and uh, I guess the cop blocking that uh, happened was pretty epic as well. Right, right. And I, I was just trying to say before we got cut off. I apologize about that. Is that I, I echo what JJ said. It was good for us, uh, the keen people that were out there. That Lance was in in the uh, courtroom today because he kind of knows what we're about, and he kind of can. Lay off. I mean, and essentially, at the end of the day, though he just still has some room to go, and he's still a bailiff who does aggress on peaceful people at times. He did keep us from being harassed today, and we've also, in return, made his job easier. They not no longer have to mess with people who are wearing hats or chewing gum. Let's talk about the rest of what happened today. You guys can stick with us for a bit, right? Yep. We're coming up here in a moment. Free Talk Live. We busted. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've got archives. You can click, you can download as many of them as you'd like right there at freetalklive.com. At the top of the page, you'll find the last week's worth, and then if you click into the archives section, that takes you all the way back to late 2006. Year's worth of archives totally free for you over at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more... Visit WeUseCoins.org. Value of fiat currencies all over the world is going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. All right. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. We're recapping what occurred uh, today, something that most of us uh, were involved in and some of us heavily involved in, including uh, Pete Nademo from LibertyOnTour.com. Uh, They're going around 
the state of New Hampshire. Um, they're reaching out to activists. They're getting involved in activism in various different parts of the state. And I think the, the tour has been very successful thus far. But today, uh, you guys are also involved with copblock.org, which is uh, even more of a popular uh, website than uh, the Liberty on Tour copblock with a much wider uh, audience out there. And, and today was probably the most epic cop block of all time Ever. because normally when you're cop blocking you know you, you get a cop possibly you know coming up to to harass you and you're trying to stop them from harassing you uh you know make them go away that would be the ideal situation but it, it's nice when you can actually have a cop leave somebody else alone that they were harassing by cop blocking them and that's what happened today we we all of us together probably saved a young man, probably about 19, 20 years old, from going to prison. That's right. That's, yeah, that's right. Not to mention uh, how much, you know, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars through the court system, prison time that taxpayers would have been, uh, you know, tar- charged for if it had this man done what he was, was planning to do to him. And that's man meaning Charles I. Newton. So Charles I. Newton is an undercover uh, police officer here in the state of New Hampshire, and we first became uh, acquainted with him, so to speak, a few months, a couple months ago at the Bob Constantine trial. And you guys and I were both there. Uh, We were there almost every single day of the trial. And on one day of this trial, they were not allowing cameras into the courtroom. Uh, they wouldn't allow any electronic devices into the courtroom because that was the day that the undercover officers were scheduled to testify. This was a drug case with the uh, man who's been uh, accused and ended up being convicted of a drug possession charge, not a, a growing charge, but he was accused of growing pot. And these undercover officers were called in to testify, which, by the way, I want to thank Bob Constantine uh, for, for taking his case to trial because if he hadn't had the courage to take his case to trial, if he'd just taken the plea bargain, then we would never have gotten to see what these undercover cops look like because they wouldn't have had to come out. They wouldn't have had to testify. But because he took it to trial, they did have to come out and testify. And despite all of their efforts to try to prevent us from seeing who these people were, from recording these people's image, uh, we did manage to get some of them uh, on video to some extent. But it was Charles who uh, we weren't really able to get any decent photos of. But he was certainly memorable in his appearance, wasn't he? That's right. Yes, he, we. I, I, could, I will always remember that man's face, but we couldn't get his picture because they snuck him out a back door. They put a ski mask and a jacket over his face and sped him off in a cop car. So it wasn't for lack of effort. We really did try, but uh, we definitely didn't forget his face. And when you came up to me and said, "Is that him?" I knew immediately. I was like, "That is him." You know, like that's Charles Newton. He is a cop. Right. So we're walking up. We're, it was, it's after Mark's trial. We're going out to breakfast. This is something we typically do. Somebody's on trial. We buy them breakfast afterwards. And so we're going out to breakfast. <laughs> right, the sacrificial lamb gets a free meal. <laughs> and uh, so we were going out to breakfast. We're walking up to the restaurant. And I noticed that there's these two cars in the parking lot parked uh, driver's side window to driver's side window. And that's kind of a suspicious thing. Usually that's what cops do. But it's also kind of a drug deal possibility as well. And so I was looking at it and I, I saw the guy in the one car this black Nissan Altima, late model, and I thought, well, that looks a lot like that cop from Bob Constantine's trial. And I, you were right next to me, and I said, said to you, is that the guy from Bob Constantine's trial, the undercover cop? And you said, yes, it is, and that's, that's when you called out his name. Yeah, I said, I said, Newton, he looked, and I was like, oh, that's a cop. And I started running towards the car, and Pete takes off to the front to try to snap some pictures. And uh, but the, the other guy in the, in the little red car, he just sat there with like a frozen look on his face, man. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. awesome. All of a sudden, there was like half a dozen activists running towards the car and the cars, and uh, 
Newton just peels out. He saw what was going on. He just took off right away, and he uh, he exited. The the wheels were spinning, or the uh, the rubber was burning, and and uh, it was crazy. Then he drove back by a few minutes later, obviously going back into town, and he had a hat. He held his hat over his face mm-hmm. uh, that time, but because uh, yeah, he's real epic. proud of what he does, right? This isn't a '73 Barracuda either. To lay rubber down in a late model four door. Ultima, I mean, the thing's brand new. It's, uh, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, something like that. And to do that, you've got to be sticking your foot in it. This guy was running scared. Yeah. Was- well, so yeah I mean, out of all the scenarios that could have happened, you know, I'm, I, mean, I wish we could have got a, a little better picture of him this time, but um, I'm surprised he didn't just get out and stop this. I mean, he almost had a, a felony charge on, on this young guy. Yeah. And uh, I didn't. I was surprised that he actually let that go with such ease to just drive off. But the kid was really thankful. I mean, we probably just saved him, like you said before, he in five years of prison. Now. Yeah, it'll be at least six months before he gets himself in trouble again. Well, I mean, yeah, who knows what's going to happen <laughs> down the road? I mean, they may still be targeting this guy. I don't know. We don't know who the guy is. He should leave New Hampshire. You should certainly leave the uh, the area at the very least, but uh, n- nonetheless, you guys gave him a copblock.org business card and I think the libertyontour.com uh, card, so he has the ability to get in touch with us. And, you know, there were there were obviously things we could have done better, but at the very minimum, we did likely save this young man from arrest on that particular day. I don't think you – I mean, you, you might have been able to – if you walk around with a with a camera stuck in your hands at all times, you might have been able to turn it on and get the footage of this, but – it was amazing that you got the footage that you did. Yeah, the footage is up, by the way, over at freekeen.com. Just put it up a couple hours before the show, and uh, there's it's already stirring up controversy. Uh, people are saying that, some of the critics are saying that this officer deserves privacy, and how dare we do this to him? Deserve privacy? Right. Yeah, well, privacy is what? He's in his own, he's, he's conducting his job, he's deceiving people, he's lying to people, and, and he's subsisting on stolen money on top of that. Yeah, I think he's in a public place. I mean, he was yeah. in a parking lot of a restaurant. Um, you know, I, I, I see there's no reason well, to, yeah, that you he, shouldn't be able to, to film him. If he didn't have anything to hide, he probably would have stuck around. I mean, <laughs> if you can look at it, you should be able to film it. I would like to say to those people who are commenting that obviously you've never been on the other side of that because I, me being a victim of the war on drugs, knows what it's like to get a stack of 190 papers where these people have been following you around and know every little inch of your life, and you just feel like so violated, even things that don't even matter to what is illegal or alleged to them, to have somebody follow you and pry into your life is very intrusive. And obviously these people who are saying that has never had that happen to them. Uh, Hey, guys, do you want to stick around for a little more discussion, maybe talk about what's coming up with Liberty on Tour? All right, more here with uh, the guys from Liberty on Tour. Pete and Ademo are on the line with us here as we recount uh, what happened today with a fairly dramatic incident as a undercover police officer has been outed now officially here. He, he ran away from you like you were the authority. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the only way to describe that's what happened. That's exactly how it went down. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. See the footage. It's up now at freekeen.com. There's more on the way. I'm pretty sure it's going to be reposted over at coplock.org as well. Uh, this is Free Talk. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features there for free. Uh, Lots of stuff, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki. .freetalklive.com. If you're on any prescription medications and you're getting your prescription medications at a local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your prescription medications at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. You can click Become a Member there on the left-hand side of the page, or there's a telephone number. Uh, If you call in the evening, you can leave a message. They'll get back to you um, earlier in the day. Their customer service is excellent. They third-party certify their stuff so that you you know that what you're ordering is what you're getting, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. It doesn't matter whether it's your uh, depression medications or whether it's uh, birth control pills or heart meds or whatever it is that you have to take. It's meds.freetalklive.com. The video's up. If you want to see the undercover cop that we busted today, we outed him while he was trying to do a deal. And some people were suggesting that, well, no, he might have just been there buying drugs for his own personal self. No, 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 no. There was a sheriff's uh, cruiser nearby lurking down one of the nearby streets that after he screeches his tires as he peels out uh, to get out of the parking lot to try to get away from our video cameras and still cameras, uh, this other sheriff comes out and goes the same direction. Then a few minutes later, they both come back the other direction, uh, and the sheriff's right behind this guy. So this was an operation where they wanted to uh, have this young man, 19 or 20 years old, sell them something, something allegedly, you know, allegedly something sell them something illegal and uh, then it would have likely been the case that the undercover would have uh, driven away the sheriff then would have pulled that uh, individual over and the sheriff would have uh, would have made the bust yeah, that's that makes sense that's likely how that would have gone down pete nademo are here with us uh, from libertyontour.com copblock.org hey guys have you gotten this up over at copblock yet it is up there uh, on Coplock. I reposted yours from freeking.com. Excellent. Coplock.org, great resource for people that want to keep up on the, some of the police abuse. A lot of it's hard to cover it all, uh, but uh, some of the police abuse stories from across the country. And uh, you guys were out today, JJ, uh, Mark, and myself, a number of other activists were out. We were having, uh, getting ready to have some breakfast when uh, we saw this going down in the parking lot. And uh, you and I recognized this, uh, this undercover cop and uh, essentially called him out. He takes off. Uh, and we pretty much ruined his day because he, he was getting ready to make that bust was about to go down when we talked to the young man in the car who we rescued from going to a prison cell today. Right, this, is a, this wasn't marijuana. This was Oxycontin, right? Well, I wasn't going to say what it was. It's oh. allegedly, you know, I'm not going to out this guy uh, anyway. So, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, not only did we ruin. The, the, the cop's day, but I mean, we could have very well ruined his career. Who knows what his superiors will do now? If he's got to move, I mean, we got the you have that video up now, which is great. Uh, you took that still from it, and you know he's he's a targeted man. Not to mention this this individual who was in the car who almost made the biggest mistake of his life. Um, he's going to go call his friends. You know, probably talk to the friend who introduced him to that individual. 
And uh, there's probably going to be, you know, repercussions on that aspect. I don't mean violence. I just mean from for the officer's aspect. He's not going to be able to work in that same circle area again. Right, yeah. He's, he's lost his cover completely. And the only thing that could have been better is uh, if I had zoomed the damn camera in and had the presence of mind to do that, And which is one of the reasons why it's so important to have multiple people around, multiple activists with cameras, multiple cameras, because odds are good. Like we had John Kurtz on last night from Orlando talking about the folks getting arrested for feeding the homeless. His camera failed at the moment he needed it most, mm. but luckily someone else was there with another camera. So having that multiple camera setup is critical, especially in you know an intense situation uh, like we encountered today. But what, when we talked to the young man in the car and kind of get a little more information from him, he uh, had told us that uh, this this cop, this Charles Newton, Charles I. Newton from New Hampshire, uh, had given him $20. So the deal was uh, allegedly about to go down. Like, we're, we were moments away from this guy completing a deal and being pulled over on his way out of that parking lot. We intervened at precisely the, uh, you know, the right time. So, actually, the guy in the car, the red car, ended up $20 richer from the, the, whole, <laughs> Funny. the whole situation. Don't worry, the taxpayers paid for it. Free. Say what? And a lot more free for not being in a cage. But yeah. let's have one more thing that you said about coplock.org, and it's a great site for police abuse and other things, but it's also a great site... For individuals to share their stories. It's decentralized. Mm-hmm. You can come there, submit a story, write your own, tell us how you want to deal with police and everything like that. So if anyone's out there, now there's a lot of you, we know it, got a police story, just go to coplock.org slash contact. Let us know what's going on. All right. So you guys are doing Liberty on Tour. This is the uh, Free State Friendship Tour. You have, you've been around the country as Liberty on Tour, visiting Liberty activists from around the, the country and doing different things. But now you're focusing in on New Hampshire. You've already gone to uh, you've already gone to Grafton. Uh, you took a special trip down to Greenfield, Massachusetts, where those bureaucrats down there have been aggressing against you. You're spending the week in Manchester uh, this week, and, and what's coming up for you guys this week in uh, in Manchester? What what are some people that are, if they're going to visit your site at LibertyOnTour dot com? What are they going to see you guys uh, up to? Well, Damo put up a, a text post uh, a couple of days ago on LibertyOnTour dot com that gives an overview of our activities in Manchester. Check it out, and if you're in the area and want to join us, join, uh, please do. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do some uh, outreach at the court, feed your, don't take the plea. Uh, we're going to go out and actually do a cop-blocking uh, patrol. We, we made a press release, sent it to the Manchester PD, sent it to media in the area, and uh, essentially MARV, the uh, Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, is going to act as like a, uh, a transport vehicle for activists uh, who have cameras. The we command have, center. <laughs> exactly. We have two people so far volunteered to dr- drive their own vehicles and have cameras in there, and uh, so... Uh, essentially, we're going to roll around, have the uh, uh, stream the uh, scanner through the internet, the Manchester scanner, and just whenever we hear a call go down, try to be on scene and watch the watchman. Right, nice. I probably watch the watchman. I'm really hoping that with with such a good setup, we have a really good plan, and of course, we, have, we don't want to give it all out. But Pete gave a good overview. But I think by the end of the night, because we're going to do this from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, by the end of the night, I'm convinced that Manchester PD will stop pulling people over for the usual victimless uh, offenses, traffic stops that they do or like they did with Mark, uh, what she was in court for today, but, and just go to calls that are, are sent into the police station. They will just respond to people who called to them, which will hopefully be the case. Hopefully we don't have problems with them filming, but we have a lot of plans and a lot of good folks that are going to come out and join us, and I think it's going to be a great video from like four different angles, three different vehicles. I mean, we got it all covered. 
Fantastic. It sounds exciting. And of course, Manchester is a, it's a huge destination for people that love freedom. They're coming here. A lot of them end up in Manchester. It's uh, inevitable. I mean, it's the biggest city in New Hampshire and there's a good group of, uh, of activists out there and you guys are going to help kind of, I think, take them up to the next level, get some balls rolling that maybe they haven't actually uh, started yet. Like the don't, you mentioned the don't take the plea deal outreach. I don't know if they've done that yet out in Manchester. We did it today. Actually, I did it today at the uh, the, the little <laughs> district court in, in Newport, handed out some don't take the plea deal flyers, which are uh, kind of put together by the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund and Freekeen.com to inform people that it's not a good idea to take the plea deal because if you don't take the plea deal, that means the state has to f- actually has to prove its case. And in the case of these undercover cops, it means they've got to Get those guys into a courtroom to sit in front of their accuser, or excuse me, to sit in front of the uh, the accused and uh, and and be subject to questioning. And this is the reason why we were able to save this young man today in that uh, in that parking lot from going into a cage because we were able to recognize the undercover because Bob had not taken the plea deal. I mean, the the chain of events here it the changes everything. Taking taking it to court changes everything. Anything else you guys want to share with us tonight from LibertyOnTour.com, CopBlock.org? Um, no, we look forward to uh, the rest of this tour. Like we said, we're in Manch this week, and then uh, we'll be out on the seacoast. If anyone uh, wants to connect, we have some leads going on out there. Then we'll be back in Keene for a week, and we're, you know, we're uh, call our home base. So we're really excited about that stop, and then Porkfest. So, you know, a lot of a lot of awesome folks along the way. It's going to be a busy month for you guys, and. Uh... Well, hopefully, we, hopefully you won't run into Charles Newton in, a, in any sort of a negative fashion. I'm sure he is having a tough day uh, today with his face being plastered all over freekeen.com and uh, many people seeing it over at copblock.org as well. The video's up if you want to see us rescue a young man from going into a cage for years probably uh, this, uh, this morning. Hey, thanks for uh, taking the time out as always, guys. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Yep, libertyontour.com. That's Pete Nadamo, and I'm sure we'll hear from him again here in the near future. We'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You hear them tires screech. Yeah, yeah. That guy was in a hurry to get out of there. 1-800-259-9231. It's amazing what just a few activists can do with uh, with a video camera to really change the odds uh, in the, this this situation that we're in where we have these uh, people calling themselves the police that are aggressing against peaceful people on a regular basis. They're putting people in cages. You know, if this undercover cop, uh, Charles Newton from New Hampshire... If he and by the way the, the videos up at freekeen.com, if this undercover cop were actually doing something honorable as an undercover, like oh I don't know somehow using his undercover skills to bring down a rapist or right. something, there like could that. be I don't know a, a gang of evil people that uh, like rape, kill, and destroy things. Usually gangs deal well, I don't drugs. Think, yeah, I don't think he's going to deal with the military. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the veteran. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can say it. You were saying though. 
Mark, you- I was just saying that it's it's possible that there would certainly be a gang of uh, you know people out there that that harm folks. And if he was to infiltrate that gang, I would have no no problem with that. Usually, what gangs are doing is in fact filling niches that people want that are the products uh, and services. Yeah, that, that are in the black market. Products and services like pr- prostitution, gambling, uh, gambling, and drugs. Uh, drugs. Guns. You know, I. I understand the human slavery aspect of prostitution, but that's a result of the black market. Sure is. Far less than it's a result of freedom. Well, it it just... more than it. Yeah, it definitely seems like he is part of this predatory gang of individuals who go out and seek to cause conflict, harm, and basically a really terrible life on people who basically do what they find objectionable, or at least what they're told to find objectionable. So yep. it's 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 definitely like you the predators. Shouldn't, you shouldn't have sympathy on him at all. He's not he's not help. He's not like a a lost child task force person. He's not a uh, you know victim of uh, burglary task force. He's not right. uh, uh, you know domestic abuse task. No, he's a drug task force person. His whole job is to find people doing plant substances and illegally doing some sort of uh, narcotic substance and then bust them and put them in a cage because well. Society at large has an issue with this sort of behavior. And he's the worst, too. He's the worst of all the police because his type, the undercover, because they use deception. I mean, it's bad enough to have the average cop pull somebody over who's peaceful or stop somebody on the street and frisk them and and harass them and, and put them in a cage. But at least you know who you're dealing with in that case. With these guys, they build relationships. They act in a certain manner in order to gain your trust. And then they leverage what one person that they would call a criminal, let them off in order to get another person that they call a criminal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Right, because the- it's likely that they busted one of this guy's uh, clients, and then he rolled on his dealer. Who knows if it was a client? Could very well have been this guy's dealer. Doesn't you, usually go that it, way. Well, you never know, though. The thing is, is sometimes you'll True. get... They don't know who, with whom they're dealing. When they bust somebody and then they ask them to roll on someone, they don't know necessarily with whom they're dealing. That's true. They don't know if they're being told the truth. Yeah, so they're just asking, oh, well, you know. Give us a name. Give us a name. Anything. Anything. Give us something. And so they're just as likely to roll on somebody down the line as they are roll on somebody up the line or somebody who's their their quote-unquote peer. And also, who's to say he didn't spend a lot of time investigating this lead, this person? You know, who's to say he didn't, all that investment he put into the relationship with this person, how many times did he have to meet with him? How many, you know, how many people did he have to go through? How many months of work did this take? And then all of it's gone just because... In an instant. Yeah, someone had the courage to say, hey, that guy's a police officer. Maybe you should think twice before dealing with him. And, you know, whatever you said in that video there, um, it's it's like that, that little bit of action obviously save this person a lot of of heartache and life ache and uh and also you know the situation with this officer you know and his and his cover being blown to an extent i think will will save a lot of people down the line i think as far as the drug war is concerned if you want to put it in that contextual term as uh, of war the the attrition that the state has suffered is is pretty good right here and uh i think there'll be less victims at least in the short term Toll-free number for your thoughts, 800-259-9231. Was it wrong to out this cop uh, publicly as 
a narcotics officer as an undercover agent. Some people seem to believe, and and the 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 way they kind of uh, reach to make a point on this is really just it just shows desperation. Uh, one of the people that objected to the article over at freekeen.com in the video outing this cop was essentially saying that, well, you know, what if uh, this guy was going to bust a vicious criminal? What if uh, what if this drug dealer was a killer and now he's going to go and kill somebody because you didn't you know you didn't let him get busted? If he was going to bust a killer, why? would he be uh you know trying to make a drug deal with him i mean if you're if you've got yourself a killer yeah, then but, train your gun on the killer's exactly. head and put him on the ground well no the idea wasn't that he wasn't a wanted killer but that he would could have gone and killed somebody that night because he's a drug dealer well i think that cop could have gone and c- killed someone that night too my god anybody could go and kill somebody <laughs> tonight i mean that's that's an argument to yeah but who's it more likely nation. isn't it more likely that the cop would kill somebody just because he's Much always more. got a gun he's always interacting in these conflicts and yeah. uh, no you're more likely it's more likely that a, a, a civilian will kill somebody than than a cop there are more civilians than there are cops but as far as drug dealers go yeah sure there's the chance that a drug dealer may be a violent person who may be inclined to protect territory with violence that's certainly a possibility because that's something it happens with the black market. How- but I think it's more likely that, um, that more likely statistically that if you see a cop versus a civilian, that is more likely the cop will kill someone than a civilian will kill someone, I guess, from a statistical right. standpoint. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. But, but my point here is that uh, when it comes to the war on drugs, talk to any cop. Go ahead. Talk to any cop about the busts that they make on drug dealers and ask them, you know, what it's like. How violent and dangerous are most of these people? How dangerous is the average nickel bag dealer who's slinging a little bit of pot or or a few pills out of the window of his car? You know, how violent and dangerous are these people when they uh, when they go down? Are they are they regularly killing their clients and uh, or their their competitors? No, I mean most of these guys are keeping their head down. They just want to make a little bit of money. Most of them, I mean, the guy didn't look too. He didn't look too healthy. Let's just say that. <laughs> Most of them are uh, supporting their own habit with uh, the sales of, of the same drugs that they take. That's right, exactly. Usually That's, what goes on. Usually it's the, you know, they get the prescription for whatever they're doing and they need to make ends meet. Like uh, like the case of uh, painkiller drugs, okay? Someone got hurt at work or maybe they screwed off, maybe they made a mistake. But anyway, they got some pain, they can't really work, so they're, they're getting these drugs, they're selling some pills to buy food or maybe buy diapers for their kid or whatever it is. Um, and, and they're still dealing with their pain and, and getting along with their life. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the intervention from the predatory gang known as the state or the police or the task force, whatever you want to call, you know, they're, they're constantly inter- interjecting themselves into people's lives and, and cr- creating conflicts, escalating situations. Yeah. So that's kind of why I go back to saying that, that it's more likely that a police officer would kill people because they're simply always escalating a situation. A police officer comes onto a scene and instantly he's got his hand on his gun. Next, you know, that's that's not a peaceful situation anymore. Nope. And when you constantly put yourself into a position where you're escalating a situation from a conversation to hand on the gun, now there's a threat of violence there. You know, I, I understand, uh, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying, Mark, but uh, it's just, I just want to make that point that, that these people are the kind of people that will poke you in the eye. Many of them are. I mean, there are there are some cops who are pretty good at de-escalating a situation. I'm not well, going to put saw, them all in that same We category. also talked about Lance earlier this this hour, and, and you know, he is definitely one on the other side of... of de-escalator, yeah. Yeah, taking it down a notch, and, and just... You know, he also let Bo put his camera on. 
Uh, he, That's right. right uh, Damo was also recording with his camera in the courtroom. So the, the courtroom that was originally only supposed to have one camera, I had already put in a motion for a second camera because I couldn't share the footage with the guy from France. Usually that's the rule is you have to share footage if there's multiple cameras that want to get in there. And then uh, Damo and Bo were just filming with their cameras, too, and nobody said a, a word. I, I actually, You're talking about uh, you know cops being on both sides of this. So we were talking about Lance today, the, the chief bailiff or whatever his, his terminology head security, is. He's a head of security. Head of security for uh, several courts. Yeah. And he was telling me a story about um, you know the dealing in family court where you know this four-year-old child was in, in you know bad way and and the the things that he did along the way you know he, he didn't insert them in a he was humble about the way he, he spoke of them but you know from my side I'm like wow what a great guy you know he did so many things for this kid up to the point where he was prepared to take him home they they did find um, some other situation for the child but he was prepared to take this kid home and you know give him a place to live because his parents were just that bad and that shows you the kind of guys that can get into these types of jobs sure enough but there are kinds that would that just love the adrenaline the love to deceive people that love to uh you know mess around in other people's business whip out a gun and put them on the ground yeah and they deserve whatever comes to them as far as i'm concerned i don't believe in violence as a solution to the police i i think that that's what they do they use violence uh, to you know, in their daily business, but I don't support violence. Well, as a I'm sure solution. this Newton fellow, this undercover cop, would have much preferred you guys pull guns on him than to pull these cameras on him oh, sure. because then he would have been able to do something to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have been able to get out and start blasting. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But our method is of peace, and our camera is our weapon. Yep. And you can see how it makes them run away. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It wasn't the first time the cops have run from us, by the way. That's a cop! That guy's a cop! That's a cop! We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the second hour of this program. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. First hour, we talk primarily about outing an undercover police officer here in New Hampshire. The video is up over at freekeen.com and copblock.org. But there was one point that uh, we neglected to focus on today. And that was in the conversation we had, Mark, about your trial this morning. We all got up bright and early to go and uh, show you support at your speeding ticket trial where you were going to – you're taking it to trial, whereas most people just pay the speeding ticket. Yeah. You did not take the plea deal. You took it to trial. You went there and you, in front of a courtroom, full, you know, not packed full, but there were regular folks in there that got to see you do this, which is good. It's always nice when people get to see people uh, take something to trial rather than just take a plea bargain. You went and you uh, asked lots of questions about the speeding ticket. You uh, you brought up some great points, made some objections, even had some sustained. But when it was all said and done, the fix was in. They found you guilty. Uh, but yep, what was, They were going to do that. What was weird was normally 
And this judge was doing something strange throughout the entire time he was there. He was telling people that he was going to sentence them later. Like, just the average person who was coming in plea bargaining, <clears throat> excuse me, plea bargaining was getting a sentencing date. Usually on a plea bargain, you get sentenced right there and then. And then in your case, you were found guilty. Normally, in every case I've ever seen, you typically, unless it's like a higher level case, like a you know serious felony or misdemeanor or something like that, a little violation like a speeding ticket, you usually end up having the sentence applied right then and there. And you had told us on the air that you had intended to, you're going to go to jail. You're not going to pay this fine. You're willing to go to jail for this. And you had expressed this to the man in the robe as he found you guilty. was that you want to go to jail. Yep, send me, uh, the, for send me the pokey now. And he refused to even hear you, you say that. He didn't want to hear it. Just go talk to the clerk, he says. Get out of Go to the here. window. And then so you go to the window, and that's where you tell her that you want to uh, do the jail thing. She, she mentions that you could it's do like, community You've got to ask nice to go to jail. You could do community service. You decided that you'd rather do the eight hours of community service than, than go to jail for two hours days. in jail, and, and it made it made some sense to me, right? Because you're actually already working as a, a volunteer fireman, so odds right. are good you'll already Plus, cover this. It said that it covered churches and things like that, so I mean, I'm sure that my the, the Quaker organization will, uh, you know, have me do some uh, peace activism or something like that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hey, this is JJ here. Um, one thing Mark did when he talked to the clerk is that he had asked her to put his. Uh, his payment in number of days served in jail, yeah. <laughs> and which I think threw her for a loop for a second. I think he, he had to repeat that 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 comment. Yeah, she, was, she was a and little surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, so, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a little addendum there for you. Let's uh, go to you, your phone calls. You can bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. But the, the end result is you are not giving any money to the state. They had to spend the money on this trial. They had to spend the time. Yep. This cop. Did not know what the hell he was doing. He let you testify without any questions. Yeah. He this cop because a lot of in a lot of cases in these smaller courts they don't have a a real prosecutor for traffic tickets and things like that. They just have the cop get up there and essentially act as the prosecutor. So they're not experienced at doing this. They're used to just getting people to to plea bargain. This cop probably hasn't gone to trial as the prosecutor in a long time. <laughs> And so when normally when you get up and you testify in your own case, it's a bad idea in a lot of cases because it allows a prosecutor to ask you questions and then you have to answer them. Uh, but, but he didn't ask had, you anything. But this cop had uh, no – for one, I wasn't worried, right? Like who cares if I get found guilty? It's uh, a couple of days in jail. I, I wasn't concerned right. about it. So I had the ability to do more things. But he had facts wrong, like just – Patently wrong. He thought that you were alone in your car. Your mom was actually there. He couldn't yep. remember the color of your car. I mean, all didn't know the stuff. condition of the paint. Didn't know what the uh, rims looked like. I mean, the, the 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 hubcaps were off this thing. I mean, it was a beater. But like, he could have asked you, "Were you speeding that day?" He could have asked you that. Yeah, yeah he didn't exactly. ask me, "Were was I speeding that day?" Well, right. even even after you had pointed out those factual things or the, the factual errors, the judge pretty much dismissed that. You know, no, he didn't want the judge yeah. dismissed everything I said when I when I proved collusion between the executive and the ju- judicial branch yeah. he said yeah denied yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean i i uh, tried to enter some evidence in no can't do that uh, we've i've already breezed past yeah. that section it's too late for whatever that. goodbye yep get out of here talk to the clerk all right so let's go to hannah listening in virginia hannah you're on free talk live hey Hello. uh this is hannah uh hannah hoffman i'm uh traveling with uh jason tally from cd evolution and rob nair um, we are going to the Jefferson Memorial Dance Party on Saturday. Excellent. Um, exactly, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, and so I just, uh, we wanted to kind of call in every night and, and keep listeners updated as to what we're doing. Um, Have you all so actually right now, made it down to D.C. quite yet? 
Um, yeah, we, we made it past D.C. We're in Virginia, and we're staying with Eddie Freeman, who is uh, nice enough to let us stay at his place. Um, and so... Uh, now, what's the, hold working. on a second. Now, I'm just curious. Why did Eddie change his name? I don't know what the reason is for that, because uh, recently, I mean, it's not, not that there's a problem with changing your name. I've done it. Uh, but uh, but he was going by a different name. I think it might have been right. his given name. And then it, some sort of issue came up with his workplace and he changed his name yeah. to Eddie Freeman. What, can we talk about that? Um, I'm not sure. If I should talk about it, but what you said is, is seemed, I think that's accurate. Yeah, I, I don't know who the Eddie Freeman is, to be honest. He's so. the guy with the long hair in the video of the dancers being arrested. Was he arrested. the one who started the original? Yeah, he, orga- yeah, he organized okay. the dance party last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's the guy that got um, up while he was in handcuffs with the uh, the lady from Code Pink oh, yes, and yes. Uh, and was dancing while in handcuffs. Yeah, that was awesome. the best part. And then, and then the cop didn't know what to do, so he just grabbed him and sat him down on the floor. Like he was a bad boy. So, <laughs> so this has got to be like really exciting uh, because the the whole situation down there is really boiling over with uh, with people getting involved. Last time I looked, there were over twenty five hundred people on the Facebook group, and I haven't looked today, so I imagine it may be over three thousand at this point. Uh, but I mean, are, wow. is there a lot of buzz around there? Um, a lot of buzz around here. I don't know. Probably. I mean, that seems like a lot of people. Um, we're actually going to be, we made some flyers that we're going to be handing out on Saturday. We're working on a new song that's uh, Thomas Jefferson Dance Party related. Um, so we're going to be making an MP3 of that, and hopefully Eddie will be singing. Um, and Uh-oh, then we have... they're really taking it to the next <laughs> level now. Not not just dancing, but now singing at the Jefferson Memorial. This is... The... Exactly. He should prepare to have his face bashed into, uh, you know, a, a, a metal pole or something like that because judging by how violent these cops were over dancing uh i don't know what they're going to do if somebody dances and sings at the same time yep well we're going to be handing out song lyrics to everyone nice (laughs) and uh yeah that'll be fun um and oh yeah and so we're gonna hopefully be releasing an mp3 recording of this new song tomorrow and where will that be Um, released over at cdevolution.org um, you can go to jeffersondanceparty.info. Okay, great. And probably, there'll probably be links at cdevolution.org also. Yeah, I know that uh, Jason Talley, is, he's a managing director of CD Evolution, the Civil Disobedience yes. Evolution Fund, and he does plan on keeping people up to date on Saturday. This is going down Saturday at noon, the Jefferson Dance Party Round 3, uh, because the first one happened back in 2008, which Jason was involved in actually setting up and doing the video recording. So he's now coming back uh, to get involved in, uh, in this next one, which I think is, is, is really cool. Yeah, and we're going to be live streaming uh, from the event, and that will also be uh, available to view at jeffersondanceparty.info. So basically that's a one-stop resource for everything Jefferson Dance Party related. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, and so we're going to be handing out flyers. Um, We're going to uh, hopefully be interviewing some people at the event. Um, And on our flyers, we're also going to be promoting CD Evolution and Portfest. Excellent. Uh, so hopefully that'll attract a lot of uh, freedom-loving people to New Hampshire, to the Shire. Um, and I believe and you mentioned the other gentleman that's going with you, Rob. is uh, He's a photographer from the Grafton area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Rob Nair. Um, he's, he's really great. He, re- he helped us a lot with the flyers. He actually he made the flyers that we're going to be handing out. So that was really helpful. Um, Fantastic. And- yeah, and, I'm excited, oh, Hannah. I mean, how how jazzed up are you for this? Because this is, uh, I mean, this is. Have you been involved really close to civil disobedience before? No, I haven't. Um, okay. I, I don't. I think it's unlikely that I'll be dancing, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you at the 420 rally at the uh, one of the Liberty Forums with the? Yes, I was there, but I didn't do anything illegal. 
this is going to be this is going to be huge. I mean, compared to the 420 rally you're talking about, this uh, there may there's a 2800 people saying dancing be here there. isn't illegal. It's continuing to dance after they've told you not to. That's illegal. So um, one can dance if if enough people are dancing, they can't really tell you to stop. Well. Don't, they they could tell you and do whatever they want to. Just I mean, saying. I wouldn't bank on that one. But, hey, Hannah, thanks for the update. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to hearing more as uh, the days roll on here as we get closer to Saturday at high noon at the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. It's Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. and give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com features including the Shrine of Female Listeners, who uh, features the dozens of ladies that have sent us their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. You can go and see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you get details on how to become part of the Shrine there, shrine.freetalklive.com. Don't let the legal system just roll right over the top of you. Take them to court. Make them prove all the you know charges, whether they're speeding or being found with some marijuana. Make them prove that stuff. Uh, jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. And I'll tell you, I found it invaluable today. Now, admittedly, there's more to learn. There's absolutely more to learn. But this it gave me a foundation from which to build. Jurisdictionary.com, until you know the rules, you're fighting in the dark. It well, works. you're not guaranteed to win, obviously. No, just because you know the rules doesn't mean you're guaranteed right. to win. These people are going to do whatever they want to you. But can you imagine what you would have paid for a lawyer? Uh, it wouldn't have made any sense at all. It was a $77 ticket. There were no court fees yeah. at all. Um, if I wanted to just take it to court and then pay it afterwards, I would. It, it cost me nothing except my time and my gas to, to fight this. So uh, I think I think also the benefit, though, is showing the other people in the audience, including the people who work for the courts, either as a, a attorney or whatnot, that. Free people will stand up for themselves. I also, think, yeah, everybody got a less, lesson in the collusion between the judicial branch and the executive branch today. Everybody got a lesson to some extent or another on uh, you know the, the the how it is that whatever you say in front of this court, you're just going to get railroaded. Yep. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think that's valuable just for the people in the audience. There's uh, Jurisdictionary.com. It works for in for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, and it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. When you go and buy Jurisdictionary.com, Jurisdictionary, at Jurisdictionary.com, use the pull-down menu and mention Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com. 800-259-9231. Let's continue here. Matt is in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um... An interesting thing happened uh, a couple of days ago in Chicago. 
Um, it got it got real hot a couple of days ago. I believe it was Monday. It might have been Tuesday. I'm not sure which day. I'm a little bit unsure about that. But it got real hot, mm-hmm. and the police decided uh, the the Chicago police decided to shut down a beach called North Avenue Beach. And the reason they gave for shutting down this beach was because people were getting heat stroke, <laughs> which made made absolutely no sense because I was thinking to myself, if you're getting hot, you go in the water and cool off. It prevents people from getting heat stroke. So typical of government because some people are not responsible enough to put water in their body uh, or cool themselves down in some way. Uh, that uh, Therefore, everyone must be punished. As if the beach is making people, giving heat, people heat stroke. Yeah. You walk down the road and right, get that. Well, right. And so what happened was... People actually aren't as dumb as some of these um, uh, political figures and and, uh, bureaucrats seem to think they are. And people started saying, wait a minute, if you're saying that the beaches are causing the heat stroke, why did you just close North Avenue Beach? Why didn't you close all the beaches in Chicago? Yeah. People started asking questions, and uh, uh, the mayor and uh, and the, the people that are in charge of all the bureaucrats, the police bureaucrats, were going hamana hamana hamana, <laughs> and people started saying, "Look, we want the truth. We want to know why you really closed down this beach." And so it came out that the police decided to close down North Avenue Beach because they had intelligence. I'm using my fingers to make quotes, intelligence <laughs> that there was about a thousand gang members that were about ready to descend upon that beach. For what, like and a big they gang didn't war? Want to have to deal with gang members. But, 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 Chicago gang members. What they were they going to do? Have a beach blanket? Were they going to pay beach bl- blanket bingo or have a gang war on the beach? I mean, what was the, the intention? <laughs> that that they they don't come out and say. I will tell the news media. I will tell anybody. So how's anybody knows, at least as far as I know, is that um, the 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 beach was closed because gang members, a thousand gang members, a were thousand gang members. Wow. I mean, it is absolutely a, a tremendous claim. One thousand gang members. I'm just will trying to the speech. I'm just trying to imagine the Crips and the Bloods with like nunchucks or whatever fighting it out on the beach. I mean, can you imagine that? I I, I like that bad video by Michael Jackson, right. where they're all dancing. Um, exactly. And, and there's a couple of things that nobody's pointing out that nobody's given thought to. And, and the first thing that comes to my mind is the drug war, and, and specifically marijuana. If marijuana was legal, and if all drugs were legal especially, but even if just marijuana was legal, how much would that cut down on the gang activity? Pretty big. I mean, marijuana is yeah. at least marijuana is at least 50% of the illegal drug market. Yeah, I would think that that would have a tremendous effect on cutting down on gang activity uh, right there, in and of itself. So this drug war, if people think that it hasn't affected them, then those people aren't going to North Avenue Beach in Chicago. Because thousands of completely innocent people that have nothing to do with the drug war whatsoever had to get off the beach because the police bureaucrats in Chicago decided that they didn't want to have to deal with a thousand gang members that were going to be descending upon that beach. Well, that sounds like a suspect answer, 
just in the first place. I mean, what, yeah. from living in, in Milwaukee, I know the beaches that were shut down there for bacteria reasons and for uh, sanitary reasons because the Lake Michigan water is very filthy in some areas with the dumping of all sorts of pollutants and, and whatnot. Um, just as well, maybe it was a budgetary thing uh, or that led to, to it somehow where they just didn't have the manpower to police the area and blah, blah, blah. And as a cover to that, you know, we're just going to say it's uh, some BS excuse about gang members. They could use that well, excuse that, to do that, just that, about that anything. Really well be. I don't know for sure, but the Chicago beaches have been closed for bacterial reasons, too. And that would have actually been a better answer, if you ask me, um, that people would have understood that. But then again, if it's that, if it's bacteria then why are they just cut, shutting down the one beach? If it was bacteria and, and stuff like that, you'd well, think that all the beaches yeah, in Chicago exactly. would be affected. Yeah, exactly. I think that is the key right there. If, if it is bacteria, you know, that's that's a lot of, I, I don't know how much revenue they make from the beaches, from the parking, from the tickets that they issue to people for doing wrong things mm. on the beaches. You know, the revenue generation sure. machine. So, um, you know, what kind of money do they make from people using the, the beaches and uh, you know the, you're right though. If if it's a bacteria thing, then it's going to have to be a larger area. Right. Than just when it's one red beach. tide in Florida, it's the coast, the whole coastline almost, and huge swaths of it that uh, you know are, sh- are shut down. Right. Right. So uh, I I kind of believe that they actually thought that a thousand gang members were going to come down to the beach and and start causing trouble, and that they didn't want to dispatch all those police, or they didn't have the manpower to to handle it. The Bloods are going to come out and have a clam bake. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where you will enjoy various different features for free. Features including the news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever works best for you. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. Let's continue here with your call. Sam is listening in Pennsylvania. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Sam. What's on your mind tonight? Um, Nothing really. Sorry, I just got a text. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, man, that's Um, really important. Go ahead. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm actually coming up to Porkfest, but uh, nobody around here apparently likes liberty or freedom. Aww. So I'm kind of headed up there by myself. Where is around so here? I live 25 miles outside of Pittsburgh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you gone to porkfest.com to check out the local 
Yeah, they have a the convoy the that, that, that they've set up. Somebody's oh, really? got to be going I mean, through there. Yeah, there's there's I mean, convoys coming. <laughs> What's that? I'm so, I was like research. I don't know. Yeah, like, well, like research will save you a lot of money and gas. Um, so I mean, it's 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 worth your trouble. You see, Pencil the the whole country kind of bottlenecks right there around Pennsylvania, New York, and everybody Someone's who's coming, coming from the West. And there's a lot of them. There are people coming from all 50 states. People come They're from coming from Orlando, right through Pittsburgh. What is it? I-87 that runs through there. I can't remember what the the the, uh, the number is. Uh, there's like 70, 79, I don't know, some road. Some don't worry. There are lots of people roadway. that love liberty that are coming through Pittsburgh to go to Porkfest. They may not be from Pittsburgh, but they're going to be coming through there. And I believe that information is at porkfest.com. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I believe the, yes, the, the convoy information you can find at Porkfest. It'll, uh, porkfest.com. It'll probably link you to the Facebook groups, but there are several different groups throughout the United States uh, that are sort of planning on moving to Porkfest and then picking up people along the way. Right. And so I think if you do the research now, I think you can definitely uh, hook up with one of those sort yeah. of convoys. Go and introduce yourself. And, uh, and that's, of course, a great way to meet people, like especially if you're a newbie to, to uh, Porkfest. Definitely. definitely. Uh, the, one of the convoys is a great way to kind of ingra- uh, integrate yourself into a, a group of uh, potential new friends before you even arrive at Porkfest. So that way, when you get there, you already know somebody. Yep. Right. Well, I just don't want to show up and be that creepy guy like, hey, you guys like freedom? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just show up, you know? I don't know. I think everybody's kind of in that same boat. I think that, right. I mean, it's obviously, it's being somewhere, and if you're brand new, it's always going to be, for at least for me, it's a, that's an awkward situation. I, I, if you're not an extroverted, most, the most extroverted person, that can, be, that can be an awkward thing. Sure. And I don't know what they have planned, but I believe there are going to be some sort of icebreaker yes, activities. Yes, yeah. Definitely icebreaker, new uh, new. I guess, newcomer activities for people, first-time visitors. So there's going to be a lot going on to help you sort of feel welcome or at least uh, give you an opportunity to meet people. Yeah, what, make some connections. I, I, but obviously it's on you to be the one that goes out there and says, hello, my name is, and then, you know, carry the conversation on from there. Uh, right, right. So, but there will be plenty of opportunities. Well, that is awesome. All right. So, anything else we can help you with tonight? Um, yeah, I actually, uh, today, I've, I don't know if you ever heard of Instagram. It's like a photo sharing app. Sure. And I'm just look, looking randomly on my news feed, and there's this picture of this guy in Keene, New Hampshire, running from a black bear. And I immediately Google Keene, New Hampshire black bear because they had mentioned that it's there. And apparently, his name Jungle Dave or something was like sleeping in a tent in Keene, and like some bear broke into his tent, and he like hit it with a shovel and ran a couple miles. Huh. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Google that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that, Jungle yeah, Dave. Huh? All right, man. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. There's this guy that wears all leather. Uh, leather man. So we call him Leather Man, but he's got different names. I don't know. I haven't seen him around in a while. No, Is I haven't either. Around? Well, it's, it was a long winter. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. He brings up Porkfest, and that's good because we were going to talk about it. Uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up in just a few weeks. Like the 20th through the 26th of this month. So it is imminent. Uh, you can still get registered. It's not too late. You can still find a ride. They've got the ride sharing thing going on. They've actually also got campsite uh, sharing going on as well. People that want to, I mean, it's not like it's that expensive to have a campsite, but if you want to cut down the price, uh, I mean, you're actually going to be on my They're campsite. They're all big, yeah, that's though. Right. I mean, 
You could take you could get more than one person easily on a campsite. Oh, I, for sure. You it can feels get more like than a waste tent. having a full one. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what the the park's policy is, but I don't think it's really that enforced too heavily as far as I th- I didn't seem that way last year and there yeah. were several sites that had far more than the two tents. Yeah. They're so, doing a brisk business at that park. I mean, yeah. They're, well, they're 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 sold out of. They only have rustic tenting sites left. Otherwise, they're selling the meaning no uh, power, no water. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. soon, they're going to be selling chunks of the road out front. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what they're left. But with see, a lot of people procrastinate to the last minute, and yeah. and here's the opportunity right now. If you're thinking about going, I know I'm organizing the music and bands. We've got bands like Rebel Inc. We've got the Federal Crime, Political Animals. Um, a minor revolution is coming back. Nothing project. So there's a lot of bands that have played before that are coming back this year. There's a lot of new bands. I'm really excited about Rebel Inc. Uh, they they've got a really big following and they're they're a pretty popular band with a really good sound. So uh, there's gonna be a lot for people to do and see. Uh, just get up there. Just take the chance. Even if you're on the fence right now, take the chance. You won't regret it. Music, games, activities, socializing, parties, it's its awesome. I mean, being around hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that understand what freedom is all about. You've also got the uh, the agorism that's going oh, yeah. on. The premier marketplace in, in, I think, probably this side of the world, The as far as Agora <laughs> goes, this, this marketplace will be probably the <laughs> the the most spectacle type mark you know it's just gonna gonna be be crazy yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun people are gonna be offering their products and services without begging the government's permission there's a lot of them yeah Yeah. and so uh, come on out have yourself a good time meet some new people and then next year when you come back because you're gonna want to come back uh next year when you come back you'll know people and the second year is always easier than the first so go get the details at porkfest.com the full itinerary is there at least a part Maybe it's more like a partial itinerary because there are always things that go on that are not listed necessarily. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff going on. P o r c f e s t dot com. You can use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. Uh, that's Free Talk Live run together is all one word. Free Talk Live to save yourself twenty percent on your registration. Porkfest dot com. The toll free number here tonight one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So uh, get to a little bit of news here out of New York. A group of prominent former world so called leaders. It's a, code word for politicians typically uh, i don't consider them my leaders but this is what journalism is that's what the the term they use the raw story doing the report here at rawstory.com they called the so-called they said that the so-called war on drugs has failed and that decriminalizing marijuana may help curb drug-related violence and social ills the global war on drugs has failed with devastating consequences for individuals and societies around the world according to the global commission on drug policy Fifty years after the initiation of the U.N. Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs and 40 years after Richard Nixon launched the U.S. government's war on drugs, fundamental reforms in national and global drug control policies are urgently needed. In saying that restrictions on marijuana should be loosened, the report urged governments to end the criminalization, marginalization, and stigmatization of people who use drugs but who do no harm to others. Funny and, how it's the uh, world leaders, though, because they're, they're no longer in that seat of power in which they get to play with all of that power that comes with the drug war. Right, they're former world yes. leaders. They, they, had, they had that fix of uh, authority and ability to send out drug task forces to shake people down and, and kick open doors, and now they're reformed because they, you know, 
They, they, they seen the it. light. Yes, yeah, exactly. they, 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 they've, they've taken the power, they've had their power taken away from them, and now they can actually think rationally to some extent and can look at the problem. Uh, there's uh, another report that, in fact, uh, I can't, can't remember, some national group. Apparently, the uh, mandatories for people that have been in possession with crack co- of crack cocaine are going to be diminished because they believe that, oh my goodness, it's racist. Um, you know, things that have been being said for decades. That um, because it's different than cocaine and I guess black people are more likely to use crack than white people. I don't know what uh, what the, the whole story is behind it. But they're, of course, stopping at the point of violence. So people all over the nation and the world are seeing that there's a difference between doing drugs and doing violence. I don't know, by the way. I've heard you mention this before, Mark. I don't know if it's true that black people use crack more often than white I don't people. know either. I think black people are caught for crack more often than white people. They're certainly not looking in the same, in the, the same neighborhoods. Because the police that. are enforcing against the black neighborhoods. Sure. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. More on the uh, decriminalization issue as well as, Mark, you're going to tell us about the abolition of the food pyramid. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, there are a bunch of different easy ways to do that, and a number of them are listed over at promote.freetalklive.com. When you go there, you get a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country and into more ears all around the world via the Internet. So go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn about that, everything from flyers that you can print to uh, business cards to um, calling your local talk stations. Promote.freetalklive.com. So again, out of New York here, the Raw Story reporting on the Global Commission on Drug Policy. Quote, The global war on drugs has failed with devastating consequences for individuals and societies around the world. And that really does sum it up. Yeah, that's that's the truth. And... These politicians are going to ignore this well, because actually, there's a lot of power. You mean the have. current politicians? Yes. I think the, the, I think that's far from the truth. I think in in actuality, the drug war has succeeded in doing what it was intended to do, which was to grow the size and scope of the police state, to militarize the local police forces, and to use federal money to control what the local police forces do with their time and allocation. You know, I, I, I disagree with you on this. I think that um, I think that most politicians, when they're voting for things, they're voting in order to, uh, you know, fulfill a need. Now, they may have the worst way of doing it, that most of them are good people that think, oh, yeah, well, we can't have kids doing drugs. We've got to make sure the kids don't do drugs. We've got to keep the, ki- the ki- drugs out of the hands of kids. We've got to stop these bad drug dealers and da 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 They believe most of the rhetoric that they spout. 
after time, surely they must figure it out to some extent. But, you know, they know, well, if I, you know, the grandmas out there still believe the crap that I, that we were saying uh, 30 years ago. So I guess we got to stick with it because I got to get those votes. Surely the people like the enforcers, like the police chiefs and the police officers, you'd think that they'd figured it out by now. But they're probably all just wrapped up in their world. Them's bad guys. We's good guys. We bad guys. Good guys get bad guys. What the hell? Well, I think you're confusing what I said with the politicians being the guys that that sit there and say those platitudes and, and say all those wonderful things that you want to hear and the actual government. The actual people that are always bureaucrats their whole life and that are running agencies and they're, they're in charge of DEA and, and task force this and, and police and all that. The, the drug war, like, like the CIA flying cocaine in from Brazil or whatever like that. Why would the government go and actually help the drug war by bringing drugs here if it wasn't to boost the number of troops on the ground as far as the thin blue line is concerned? So I think that the actual intent of the drug war was to just that militarize the local police force, was to bring the police state to the forefront of policy. Hmm. Could be. I, yeah, it's a good question. What was the real intent? We know that those are the results. I mean, certainly yes. that's what has has occurred. Uh, the police state has grown because of the war on drugs. I mean, the war on terror now is, is helping accelerate well, that. Anytime you say it's a war, that's the whole thing, though, is when Richard Nixon says this is a war on drugs and using the U.N. mandate and all that sort of stuff. The war just means more troops. That's all wars are about is increasing the boots, bullets and bombs yeah. and then expending those and replacing them. So right. and I this think does it for the police department exactly the, the military. So the commission includes uh, former Brazilian President Fernando Cardoso, former Colombian President Cesar Gavira, and Mexico's former President Ernesto Zedillo and the ex-UN chief Kofi Annan. It presents its report officially on Thursday, uh, that's today, in New York. The group of prominent statesmen, many from countries on the front line of the seemingly never-ending war on drugs, said purely punitive measures had in fact led to a situation where, quote, the global scale of illegal drug markets, largely controlled by organized crime, has grown dramatically it's you're losing <laughs> well it, yeah. it's they're trying to fight the market people yeah. want this stuff and you can't it's, fight it's, the it's, economics you can't fight demand and right. supply people have it in their minds that somehow tobacco and alcohol these drugs and caffeine these drugs are okay but marijuana cocaine heroin just, these drugs are bad just imagine if you, you know during the holiday season there's always that one toy that everybody has to have like the back in the day it was a tickle me elmo doll i remember yeah, when yeah, i was yeah. in you know back in milwaukee yep. just imagine if, if like the day before christmas or, or a few weeks they took all the tickle me elmo dolls and said these are banned now you can't have them imagine the links people would go through wow. just to get their kid that doll that that kid really wanted i was working in retail at the time when that thing was hot and i saw the lengths people went through to get the Legal in the white market, market. Yeah. tickle me, Elmo's, <laughs> and they'd be shooting each other over him in the black market. So uh, the report also said that uh, according to policies that have been enacted in Australia, Holland, and Portugal, that decriminalization initiatives do not result in significant increases in drug use. Another priority, in fact, uh, the decriminalization leads to more safety. Uh, decriminalization leads to the drugs being uh, more pure and more consistent in their quality. There's all kinds of evidence for that. People don't want to believe it, but people want to believe, uh, you know, that what they've been told all along that drugs are dangerous, drugs are bad, but the marketplace will fix that to some extent. Right. And I think it's interesting that the the story here 
suggests that it's about the title says it's about decriminalizing marijuana, but they are excoriating the entire war on drugs. They're not just picking on marijuana as well. We just need to legalize that. No, no, no. They're saying the entire war on drugs has been an abject failure from top to bottom and it's destroying people's lives and it needs to stop. Uh, another priority, they say, is to work on treatment. Let's start, they say, by treating drug addiction as a health issue, re- reducing drug demand through proven educational initiatives, and legally regulating rather than criminalizing cannabis. So that's, I think that's pretty important news. I mean, I know, I don't really consider politicians important, but some people do. And they look well, at these folks and they look at them as, you know, the so-called leaders. And when people like this say stuff against the war on drugs it's it's like law enforcement against prohibition these former cops that have come out now same thing uh, jj where they enforced the law they were the the guys that were putting people in cages and then they came out afterwards and said this was wrong i did the wrong thing and i'm sorry and let's do what we can to end this now well, you know it sort of reminds me of that whole power corrupts analogy where you know the police officer is sitting there in the midst of his power and his authority and then he, you know he loses that and then sort of comes to a senses, sort of like, wow, I'm a human again. I'm not some machine or some sort of the state anymore. I'm now, I'm now thinking clearly, and I realize what I've done is wrong. And, you know, I think more of those cops that, that have those sort of experiences, if they can come out and, and maybe just network with the officers that are on duty and just say, hey, look, uh, you might not be thinking this now, but, but in three years down the road, in five years, ten years, you're going to come to the same conclusion as I did. And it's not a good feeling. You know, you don't sleep well. You don't sleep well at night when when you start thinking about those sorts of things. I, I sure hope not. Sometimes I wonder how these people can sleep and look at themselves in the mirror. It's it's amazing to me. The toll free number here tonight for you to bring up what you want is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, while we're on the topic here of uh, the drug world. There's a little bit of good news out of our neighboring Vermont, where according to the Marijuana Policy Project, there's a bill that's been signed into law by the governor over there, where the Vermont government will now authorize uh, the sale, excuse me, the creation of up to four dispensaries to sell medical marijuana patients in the state. So what's that, uh, state number 15 or 16? Oh, wait a minute. This is old. I think this is old. So I don't know how this got into uh, to my uh, box today. This this may not be new news because it says here it's the, that they're the eighth state. Okay, no, this may be fresh. Vermont is the eighth state with a law that explicitly authorized dispensaries. Okay, so I thought it was saying that they were just the eighth medical pot state, but because okay. there's 16 states now that yeah, have yeah, something like pot. that. It's it's getting to the point, people, that this is pretty, you know, what's it going to take? How how many states does it take? Ten states is twenty percent of them. We're almost yeah. up to twenty states at this point. Yeah, I apologize. This is fresh. Uh, according to the news here a few weeks ago, the day before the Vermont House was slated to vote on the dispensary bill, the legislative leaders and the governor received a threatening letter from the federal prosecutor's office in Vermont. Remember, we talked about this news where the feds were essentially threatening the different agencies around the the, the whole country. Uh, any governmental bureaucrat that is involved in the distribution of cannabis. In the medical marijuana programs around the, the country, these 16 different states, any bureaucrat that is involved with this is now possibly facing federal criminal charges. So they're yeah. basically trying to scare the bureaucrats Huge into scare saying, tactics coming up. Right. They're trying to scare the bureaucrats into saying, well, we don't want to have anything to do with this because we don't want to put our own freedom on the line. We don't want to uh, take any kind of risk. Yeah. But nonetheless, they went ahead and voted for this by 99 to 44 in the face of the federal threats. Right. So that's pretty enc- encouraging. Uh, there's, it was a major victory for the medical, excuse me, for the, uh, the MPP, the marijuana policy project. So what's project. up with New Hampshire? When, when are they going to 
get their act together. They, they tabled it again. The fools in the Senate uh, took a, a bill that was overwhelmingly voted uh, in favor of in the House. They had a, a veto-proof margin in the House, and they, they did what they call tabling it, which means they don't have to do anything. Huh. They're not even going to vote. They're too chicken to even come out and vote on this issue. The, yeah, the Senate's been chicken on everything this year. So, though, of course, that means it can be brought back around, and I think that'll be good because, honestly, the medical pop bill was, is pretty, it was pretty weak. And I, I don't like the idea of having the government in control of distribution. That, that bothers no. me. That did not work well in, uh, in Canada. And more coming up here. Hour three's next. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. You actually get to control the content of the site. So when you find something online you want to share with our listeners, you can go and submit it as show prep, and then others get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion, the most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, we're going to jump right back here into your phone calls. But coming up, Mark, you're going to tell us about the food pyramid. It has been reversed in the last several years, and now it's going to be abolished completely and replaced with something new. We'll yeah, this explain. thing keeps on changing. We'll oh, explain no. here in a moment uh, what that's all about. But we're going to take your calls first, and we'll go to the phones and the fun. Talking first to David, listening in Virginia to WTAR. Hello, David. Hello. Hey, David. What's on your mind tonight? Hi, I'm so glad I got to get. I've been trying to get up. Anyways, I just wanted to bring to your attention about you were talking about the uh, Jefferson Memorial the other night. Sure. Yeah, the Jefferson Memorial people. Uh, five folks were arrested for dancing over the weekend there, and that video is over at uh, JeffersonDanceParty.info. Right, and well, I just wanted to bring to your attention about uh, excessive force on a police from a police officer. Uh, it's Virginia VirginiaPilot.com. And you go to that website and look up, it was April 23rd, uh, where this, <clears throat> the guy was drunk and he was not banging on the door to try to uh, get into his buddy's apartment. And a police officer showed up. Oh, uh, and, uh, and, and, yeah. And uh, if you go to this site and you need to, you know, uh, go, you know, go further into it, you know, about what, what's going on, but, uh, Anyways, um, the police officer wound up shooting him 11 times. What? Wow. 11 times. Shot him 11 times. Unarmed. Wow. The officer said that he was, uh, you know, had his hand. He was, he, he had a two point, uh, uh, what was it, point two three alcohol. Mm, that's drunk. Yeah, yeah, that's good and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and the police officer said that he was, uh, uh, had his hands at his waistband. And that he had lunged at him, he probably more than likely stumbled at him. <laughs> yeah. Staggering at the police officer. He was trying to hold his uh, pants up, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was definitely, he, he had to have been drunk out of his mind. Even his friends said yeah. that they had seen him drunk earlier. But So the suggestion uh, was it, because he stumbled in his direction and had his hands in his waistband, that therefore that he could have had a gun and the cop was scared, right? Well, it makes sense, yeah, definitely. Eleven times. But, yeah, so the, <laughs> according to the newspaper article, he retreated and unloaded his clip. Eleven shots. Jeez. Um, That's what they do, man. The they get away with that stuff, too. Has he been fired or anything like that? How fresh is this news? No, well, it's it happened April 23rd. They've been talking about it in the newspaper, you know, off and on about, you know, where they're going to go with this. Another thing, though, Usually is, it goes nowhere. I'd just like to point that out. Typically, uh, the cops in these situations are given paid vacation. It's called a paid suspension. And, right. uh, and then they are reinstated to their full level of uh, responsibilities. Well, you know what else they found on his website, which they're not allowed to have by policy of the police department. They found a uh, his his uh, what do you call it? Um, anyways, his website. He had remarks on there like, "Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight?" <gasps> this wow. is the cop. Now, did you give yeah, us the cop's it, website? And and when you told us to look this up, no, no, it was a Virginia. It, it was pilot. his. Okay. Uh, what do you call that? Tweeter, whatever that stuff is. I'm not sure. I'm not that you know on that stuff, but <laughs> and he. <laughs> He also had a, a a person hanging from a noose and said, "Whatever it takes to get it done." Wow, wow he's still crazy. Yeah, I, and he had pictures of his uh, his guns with his clean, you know, pictures of his guns with cleaning, you know, how to clean guns and all that. And and the caption on it said that I'd rather be dirty in them. Wow. You got to You got to Just look some of the up. things you read. I mean, it doesn't. That's not a surprise to me because I've been on some of these cop websites. The cops have their little hangouts that they go to online, like policeone.com. There's a bunch of other sites, but they have these sites that they all. A lot of them go to, and they have forums and they have comments. And when you read what these cops say. A lot of them are cops. You don't know which ones are and aren't, obviously, though, because they, you know, it's an open forum, so anybody can join. But clearly, this, these places attract cops. And the, some of the things they say are some of the most callous, rude, disrespectful, outrageous, right. there was sick, a na- there twisted. Was a, there was a national story relatively recently, as the, I think the Democratic National Convention in, uh, in Denver in mm-hmm. 2008, the, uh, there was, the police union printed up shirts that said, getting up early to beat the crowds, and then had a silhouette of a guy with a club. And, you know, this is this is the police's union. This isn't some rogue guy. This is the local union printing up these things. So this is endemic, at least in the Denver Police Department. And I from my experience, generally nationwide, is the way they look at it is it's us versus them. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're killers. They're twisted there. There's no two ways about it. Well, some of them are. David, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And the worst part about it all is we all are forced to pay for it. We can be as outraged as we want at what it is these people do and what they can get away with, but yet we still have to pay for their outrageous, despicable activities. And and your methods of redress of grievances are so few and far between. Yeah, they're pretty minimal. Yeah, it's not even worth it. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your calls. Ben is listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Ben. Uh, yeah, guys, appreciate you taking my call. I was just calling in regards, you guys, before the break, we're talking about the um, legalization of drugs in our country, and I am 100% behind that. My only reason for this call is to talk about how the the, I guess, the way that people argue the point for the legalization of drugs is the biggest problem 
when you say legalize it for medical use, that just stands in the way of the whole purpose. The whole purpose behind this is to take something off of our tax burden and start to get something to pay for our resources. That's the whole thing. Legalize it for anyone above the age of 18. If cigarettes are legal, weed should be legal. I see I where you're care. coming from. Have you ever smoked weed? Oh, are you kidding me? Did you smoke it before yes. you were 18? Yes. Uh, yeah, I smoked cigarettes before I drank alcohol. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, this this 18 number seems arbitrary. And uh, it, it I, I mean, high school students report it's illegal for high school students to get to alcohol at 21, but they report that it's e- easier to get marijuana, which is completely illegal. I don't know that right. this, uh, this the, even the, the age of consent matters. I agree with you to some extent, but at this point, there seems to be sort of a zeitgeist for in, in this nation for people who have you know some medical conditions being able to get some marijuana I certainly in this war on drugs these are the these are the the, the wounded lying on the battlefield you know what I mean Oh, I, I completely agree. I just, I, I really want for people to, in the political arena, people like you guys who really, I believe, stand in the right on a lot of issues. I don't necessarily agree with you on all of your views about the police, but I do agree with a majority of what you guys say in regards to freedom and responsibility. Well, Ben, the only uh, thing that I disagree with you on is that uh, legalization goes too far. And what I mean by that is decriminalization is really the ideal. For me, full decriminalization of all drugs, including prescription drugs, is the way to go. Because when you legalize absolutely. it, you're creating a system that the government can control and tax. And I don't want the government to get money from uh, from this sector. I want them to just end the prohibition and to make it so anybody can sell and buy and use whatever it is that they want to, because they're doing it right now. It's just that ending prohibition would end all of the problems that are associated with the war on drugs, like the you know the violence and the gang wars and right. you know, the impurities and the dangers of these, uh, these drugs and the situations in which they are sold. But uh, legalizing takes it and essentially creates a regulatory structure, which means that it uh, gives the government more money and it gives the government still gives them control over these products, and I'm not interested in having that but, happen. Yeah, I'd like to see in, no laws based on this. In, in order for what for what you're saying to happen, you have to live in a utopia. You have to what? And you got to talk right into your phone. I'm sorry, utopia. Uh, I'm sorry. You would you would have to be living in a utopic society, and that we obviously do not live in. No, not every politician is going to be 100 percent straight. Not every person. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Nobody tells the straight up truth. Ben, so, just, look, man, yeah. I get where you're coming from, but that's what I do. I push for the ideal. I push for what would be the best situation. If it ends up being legalization, that's still better than the prohibition. I'll we take have freedom today. step Shoot by for step. The stars. Personally. Yeah, and uh, thank Shoot you for the call for the tonight. Stars. I appreciate hearing right. from you. There, you got to get the ideas yep. out there, the principled ideas out there before people can consider them. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is 
Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, what is SACL CAI? SACL CAI is a company. It's owned by Jason Osborne, and uh, they do, among other things, uh, collections. They purchase charged-off receivables. They do early-out billing. You can find out more about SACL CAI, how they can help in your company at uh, freetalklive.com. See their banner at the top on the right-hand side of the page. All right, our toll-free number here again, 800-259-9231. By the way, you can go to our site and go to listen.freetalklive.com. To get access to our live streams, we've got broadband and dial-up versions of the show running around the clock. So the latest episode of Free Talk Live is always there, always on the stream for you. Listen.freetalklive.com. And you can get information about our great radio stations across the country. We've got about 100 stations that carry the show uh, during the week, different times, different places. Go there at listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also learn about our great satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, our free-to-air KU band channel, and the webcam the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance plenty of ways to get free talk live in your ears and go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn about them let's go to you and your phone calls and we'll talk to tim listening in georgia to xm satellite radio on america's talk hello tim hey how you doing hey tim what's on your mind tonight what happened when uh, bob dylan performed in china well, when are we talking about here i, I guess just recently are you asking me because I might know or because you know yourself and you want to tell me? I, I have no clue. Yeah, I, I know that well, Jewel no. slept in a car. I don't know what this is. I, I don't do, do my pop culture real well. <laughs> I just heard there was some controversy. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I have no idea. JJ, uh, anybody know? Anything? Nothing. Just, I don't know what he's talking about. I would about. recommend Google, sir. Uh, Google may know the answer. Uh, we're just talk show hosts. <laughs> um, you know, We have opinions on things generally, but we don't know everything that goes on in the world. Uh, okay. Is there anything else you wanted to share tonight? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call at 800. Says here they didn't censor his set list. China oh, didn't censor well, my set list. An unprecedented letter to fans. But Dylan writes, I, we played all the songs we intended to play. Good news, I suppose. It's, well, it's a, it's a blow for freedom. They let him play everything because no one understands him. (laughs) The times they are changing. 1 800 259 9231. You know that I had a contract at one point that uh, stipulated that there was no Dylan allowed to be played in the office. Is that right? (laughs) For real? You you don't like Bob Dylan? No. No. You know any more of that song, Ian? No. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a huge fan myself. No. I, th- I think you, his voice you, is a little grating. You know grating. all of his songs, if you go, you've got the whole thing down. Yeah, the voice is a little, his voice is a little obnoxious to me. But anyway, a lot of people like him. So, apparently in China, too. 1-800-259-9231. Yeah, it's a talk show. It's an open phone show. So, you can call and ask an obscure question, but we're not the answer men. I I think pop culture is definitely not the strong suit of this show. No, certainly not. Yeah, you'd be right. You'd be right there. I can comment on pop culture generally as like a theme. Like, we could talk about the idea of pop culture and the obsession that some people have over it and uh, the obsession that people have over hollywood and who's marrying who and who's having kids with who and and all of that but i couldn't tell you who's marrying who i don't know i don't care i got enough stuff to deal with in my world exactly 
I got cops to bust. I got, uh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so proud of that. He is. It's, it's, I, it's a big day for Ian. It was a big day today. Yeah, it is. And, and kudos, man. Yeah, and for those of you that missed it, you can go to freekeen.com, coplock.org, and you can see the video of us busting an, uh, an undercover cop. And uh, you know, so you can take control here. You can bring up anything, but I recommend Google for obscure questions because yeah. uh, it's like uh, – who is, I don't know who it was that says, said this. Maybe it was Ray Kurzweil. The guy that's predicting the you know the um, the singularity, which is where for those that don't know, it's uh, singularity is the point at which uh, technology becomes equivalent to I think uh, the I don't know that that's the singularity, but uh, that's supposed to be as early as twenty twenty that technology will become as smart computers will be as smart as humans. That's not the singularity. I believe that singularities are when they merge, when you see the technology and the human race uh, combine enough to you know, be one. And you'll see it with smartphones and people are interacting with technology on a, uh, you know, more of their day. Uh, they, they rely on it more. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's what it is. Basically, what it means is immortality for uh, pretty much everybody that's listening. All right. So according to Wikipedia, because we can use um, search engines too, a technological singularity is a hypothetical event occurring when technological progress becomes so rapid and the growth of superhuman intelligence is so great that the future after the singularity becomes qualitatively different and harder to predict. That's a much more vague uh, definition. Yeah, it is. Either of us were uh, were providing, but yeah, it's basically a point on the path of the total merging of technology and human beings. Which, by the way, you are completely eschewing, JJ. That's right. Yes, I, I am. I'm a pro humanist. Uh, <laughs> I'm allying myself with the blue team on this one. I guess. Uh, no, my my point is that once you enter the robot body, Mark, you become a zombie. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but I've taking an oath to kill zombies, Mark. Well, I, I understand, and you're actually, uh, you're, you're speeding your, your death. These zombies will be super-powered, and you're speeding <laughs> oh, your death geez. as quickly as you possibly can, with smoking, too. So you won't be around for the, the zombie fight, my friend. Yeah, I don't know about that, Mark. I think I'm just toughening myself up. <laughs> well, you see, your... most smokers rely on the singularity, saying to themselves, oh, don't worry, medical science will, by the time I get cancer, they'll have uh, be able to have some kind of cure for this. So No, Mark, I'm going really, to be the one going with your, your chain guns on your fingers i'm gonna be one going you may strike me down but you only make me stronger yeah, right. in my robot body i'll be able to jump five stories high and have chain guns to shoot out of my fingertips i like the idea of transhumanism i like the idea of combining your humanness with uh, technology and to uh, to enhance yourself to make yourself uh i guess live longer to be more resilient to disease and and things like that i like that idea why would you call that being a zombie I, that, well, that that doesn't make sense being a zombie means you have no soul being well a no no means- i think zombie is more of an undead for me anyway my sort of definition it's like uh you take your brain and put it in a robot it doesn't mean you're a human anymore you're you're living but what makes you human is it the flesh bag that you're in or is it your consciousness i mean what what is, no, what is I being think it's, human i think human has to do with the organism Okay. Yeah, I think that's a that's so, a scientific label attached to the organism of the creature. So, if your consciousness was able to continue on outside of your human body, you look down upon that. You, well, no, I'm not saying I look down upon that. I'm just saying that we that's, call it a zombie. That's not human, no. <laughs> but it's not zombie either. A zombie is a human body without a consciousness, presumably, right? I mean, we don't know what zombies well, are. Well, okay, fictional, a robot zombie. So How's that? Define human. What's it mean? 46 chromosomes? I mean, what, what, what's it mean? Well, a human is five letters. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's evenly a word. Spaced. Sure. <laughs> You're not sure. So, I mean, you know, I no, got two I'm eyes in front of me. No, I'm just not going to answer you. He's up against a wall, Mark. No. I got two eyes oh, in front of my I'm head like a gorilla. I'm up against a wall because I'm not playing your game. <laughs> 
1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's all right, JJ. We, it'll be okay. We'll forgive you when you want your own robot body. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Mark. No, you're, you're going to be the one going, can I have my body back? Well, you could probably have a different body at that point. You, it, it, that should be 2045. At that point, do you know how old my body is you, going to Mark, be? Mark, you know what? It'll be 85. Okay, Mark, I won't be able to get it back. How are you going to... Okay, sex with a robot. What, what are you going to do, Mark? You're going to... You know, the digitally virtual interface. It, it may look human. It may be like the mm. Terminator. I suspect it will. I mean, people uh, people want ergonomics. They want the things to fit what they're My, used what to. My, what a large serial port you have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 800-259-9231. You can talk about transhumanism if you want. Uh, the Singularity, 800-259-9231. Take control of these airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there for free. We've got a webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the very same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. To see that, get interactive all for free. Cam.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. FreedomsPhoenix.com, 800-259-9231. We go right back into your phone calls here. John is listening in Florida to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hello, John. Yep. Yes, sir. Hey, what's, uh, what's on your mind? I was the show last night, and the topic of the guy who did DMT, and the, and they, the police dumped his phone in the street and then, ran, and then accidentally got run over. Yeah. The, the problem is that there's, there's ways for you to take pictures and upload them as you take them. Uh, yep. We recently bought a camera and got the... The Wi-Fi SD card that you can pop in, you know, your camera takes SD cards, and you can upload to your laptop as you take the pictures. Yep, so if you that. had a friend sit, you know, 50, 60 yards away innocently on a park bench as you're taking pictures, you know, they That's might get kind the camera, of a complicated but- way to do it. Uh, what I might recommend you look into is Quick.com, Q-I-K.com. There's some other ones like Bambuser. There's some competitors out there. Uh, but Quick.com allows you to have a – if you've got a smartphone, you just start up this application. It's totally free. And then with, a, like, two presses on your phone, you are streaming live to the Internet. Well, just I'm, I'm thinking more in terms of a, 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 a being the data being saved. And I also got right, to no, I'm telling you, it, 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 saves, it saves it on the internet. It, right, it's it's streaming live to the internet and being saved on quick.com, qik.com. Okay, well, that's awesome. I'm about thinking a lot of people have phones nowadays that take SD cards, so it wouldn't require a big 
layout of money for the technology. And I also got to thinking about the wireless security cameras. How hard would it be to take an old camera body and hack it and, and put mount a wireless security camera in it that's constantly uploaded to a black box that's, you know, folded in a trunk of your car or, or in a friend's backpack or something? Because can you imagine in the courtroom and the cop says, what camera? I didn't confiscate any camera. And you show up the footage of them confiscating the camera. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the more cameras you've got, the better. Uh, the more technology you have on your side, the better. And, of course, as time goes on, technology continues to, you know, the competition in that field continues to drive the prices down, continues to drive innovation forward. And we're to the point today where most phones have a video camera option and we'll get to the point here in the next two or three probably five years to where it's you don't even need a wireless sd card where everything's just going online everybody's putting stuff up on the cloud and no nobody's storing anything uh anymore yeah. on an sd and one, one more thing i know in 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 your reality it was two hours ago but my reality the guy was just talking about the zombie robots i think the word he's looking for is cyborg yeah, well, I, I like zombie robots because it has a negative connotation. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there, there's plenty of literature with the topic discussed. Anne McCaffrey, the ship who's saying, and obviously the old uh, Made All a Man series that the books is based on. But hey, thanks for the call tonight. I, I, I appreciate I, I, hearing I, from you, man. At eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Did he say S H I P? I hope he yes, did. He did ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't hit the dumb button on that one. 1-800-259-9231. It's a sad world where you have to worry. Did he say ship? Yeah. I think something <laughs> like ship has sailed. I think something like that. Ant yeah. McCaffrey book or something. So we continue here. Okay. Of course, 800-259-9231. He's listening on XM, so he may be under the illusion that uh, there could... You may be, if you are listening on XM, do not be under the illusion that uh, there's no unfortunate... Uh, way, that you cannot say things like the, you know, yeah. the S-bomb, and, and the, or that you could say the S-bomb and the F-bomb. Yep. Because yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we do have radio stations. Well, I guess fortunately, we have radio stations. Yeah, over 100 now, yeah. right? Yeah, right. that's right. You know, you've got a caller calls in. I don't give a shucks. You're worried. You're worried all the time. And yeah. that's unfortunately what the FCC does. I've got no control over what this person says. Did he call that lady a kite? I mean, I, I you know, what am I supposed to do? So, uh, yeah, 1-800-259-9231 this, uh, is, is also a radio program, and we still have to play by those rules. Unfortunately, uh, that's what is unfortunate, I guess, is what I meant to say. We continue here with David listening in Delaware, WGMD. Hello, David. Good evening, sirs. Hey, you're listening Hello. on FM. What's on your mind tonight? Can I make a comment about the tornado situation in Joplin, Missouri, please? You don't have to ask permission. You can call about anything on this show, sir. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you said, and that's what I want to call in about. I want to con congratulate the people in Joplin, Missouri, uh, the citizens, as well as the EMS personnel there, the police personnel, the law authorities, and all the thousands of volunteers who have... Uh, literally descended upon this city, which which was um, 30% destroyed or something like that. This is a dis a display of America at its best. Period. And there has been no there have been no reports of looting, no riots, no nothing. Yeah, you're right. This I haven't is, I haven't seen any this bad is a stories. This, this is a display of America at at its best. Compare and contrast that to. Certain events in the past, maybe four or five years ago, in the state of Louisiana, 
That's all I have to say. And you know, I, I like. I think it's interesting that you brought that up because I'd like to point out that an important difference is I never heard of any kind of mandatory evacuation for Joplin. I mean, they couldn't have. It's tornadoes. It just got whomped. Right. Uh, and so, therefore, in uh, in the Louisiana situation, you had the government come in and force everybody out. And so, but when they you, didn't. But they didn't listen to the authorities. Uh, they most didn't listen. Did. Yeah, most, yeah most, most people left. Most people left, and that's no, why... No, they you, didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, you can repeat yourself over and over again, but that doesn't make <laughs> okay. it true. Most people, when they're told to leave by the so-called authorities, they will leave. Some people didn't. Some people stayed behind, and that's why they were there when the uh, the government people came around to confiscate weapons. They also evacuated search. to other places, like the, the, you know, the Superdome and things like that, that the authorities told them to go to. Right. Most people are all very I'm obedient. Saying, sir, sir, all I'm saying is that this is America at its best. I agree. The thousands I agree with you. of volunteers who descended upon that city. And, uh, right. The, the reason why it's America's at its best is because they were allowed to be there and they were allowed to descend and they were allowed to respond. In the Hurricane Katrina situation, the federal government came in. They shut down everything. They prevented anyone from coming in and actually giving assistance to the people that, that were still there, that were stuck there, for instance, that, that needed assistance. The feds Not were the stopping federal them. government, the local government. Remember, there were 80 or 100 buses which were underwater, which would which could have taken people out of that city after two or three days' notice. Remember that, sir? Well, I remember the uh, the National Guard and uh, many other state troopers going around house to house confiscating people's weapons. Who do you think they were being um, – who do you think was taking care of uh, uh, managing those folks? I'm not talking about that. Of course I'm you're not. About, I'm, top, I'm, t- I'm talking about the, the – what What's your problem or, with Louisiana? There is no problem with Louisiana. Well, you're trying to blame it on the doing, local folks. All I'm doing is congratulating the people. No, that's not all you're doing. That's not what you're doing. Missouri. Sir, that is and not all you are doing. You are going beyond that to say that uh, there's something wrong with what happened down in Louisiana. And I would agree with you that there is. in response from the local authorities, sir. It wasn't just the local authorities. For God's sakes, FEMA was turning around <laughs> truckloads of water coming from Walmart. It was the feds, man. Yeah, the feds were preventing people from coming. Did you hear anybody? Did you hear anybody say uh, in Joplin saying, "Where is FEMA? Where is FEMA?" There was no no one saying that. That's, that's a good thing. So, that's because they're smart. They don't want FEMA because yeah. they learned their lesson from <laughs> right. what happened. Who would exactly. want FEMA after, uh, after what happened in Louisiana? <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can pretend like the feds weren't involved, but yeah, they were the ones that were stopping people from coming there. They took those Walmart trucks full of water and ice and turned them around and sent them to Maine. Or, or there was something like that. They prevented them, or maybe they had their own trucks that they sent to me. Whatever it was, they were stopping doctors from coming in and yep. providing assistance. They absolutely were. The feds. That's right. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And the feds, of course, were issuing orders to the local authorities, and the local authorities, so-called authorities, were following them. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free 
Free Talk Live. Your moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts. If you're already on hold, we'll do our best to get you on here. If you're not, well, you should call tomorrow night because uh, we're running short. But still, we'll try to sneak you in here. Uh, our numbers uh, are 800-259-9231. We've also got a website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features there for free. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the program. Get on more radio stations across the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal, or you can use our own uh, secure site to order with Visa or MasterCard. And we take that money and reinvest it. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum podcast, and more. Amp.freetalklive.com. Real brief, just because the last caller would not accept anything we said about what happened in Louisiana regarding the federal government after Katrina cracking down and basically preventing anybody from uh, from assisting who hasn't jumped through whatever federal rigmarole because they would only allow a doctor to come and assist if they had jumped through whatever arbitrary hoops the feds put up which was like eight it took them like eight hours right. to go through being these arbitrary an md hoops. wasn't good enough they had to be trained in some other way Right. Well, it was more like filling out paperwork and jumping through bureaucratic rigmarole than being trained on anything. Um, so there were all kinds of stories. And sure, the local government people were also involved in cracking down. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But the reason why there's a disparity between what happened in Louisiana and what happened in Joplin is because the people in Joplin never had to leave. They were there the entire time, and others were allowed, allowed to come in from the outside without some federal oversight. People just came in and, and assisted in whatever well, way was necessary. Well, also the West- weather was completely different the hurricane that lasted several you know several days basically you know there was the build and then there was the levees breaking and then there was the the basically as it's it's moving inland whereas the tornadoes finished up and you know at, at some point not long after the tornadoes hit it was okay to start basically cleaning up because the you know yeah. they they it's over it's very yeah it's over so it was you know apples and oranges to to several degrees well and the other thing is that when you kick people out which is what a, you know mandatory evacuation most people did leave the people that stay in a mandatory evacuation are frequently people that are in you know they're infirm they can't leave their homes they're stuck where they are uh, they're they're too poor to leave that kind of thing there's a criminal element and that the, that looting right, and the criminal element that wants to loot places so what the reason why looting happens is because people People leave. Looting doesn't happen when people are there to defend their property. No, nobody's going to come and come into your store like, you know, during the what the I mean, the L.A. riots. There was that story about the Korean guy that was uh, had a machine gun up on top of his store. Nobody was looting from his store. You know, he was there to defend it. Uh, but when people are forced out of the area, it's the average folks that keep crime down. It's not the police. This is a great myth of the police is that, well, it's because we have the police. that people are, you know, they behave. Otherwise, we'd, be, we'd have chaos. Uh, but no, it's because average people care about their town. They care about their area. They care about their neighbors. They care about their property. They are the ones that are the ones who protect. They are the ones who want to rebuild. They are the ones who are the most interested in this. And when you kick pe- you kick those people out, all you have left are criminals, sick people, and the other criminals known as the police. We continue here with your calls. We go to Gene listening in Tennessee. Gene, the Christian anarchist. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hello. Hey there. Um, I was going to talk to you about China. At first, I wanted to say uh, I can't make it to Ron Paul's money bomb on Sunday, so I donated some money today. I hope that uh, other people will uh, donate on Sunday for the money bomb. Okay. What about China? Well, I'm on my way tomorrow morning. We're going to go to 
uh, we're flying to Shanghai, and then from Shanghai, actually, we're going to Saipan, which is not part of China. That's part of the northern Mariana Islands, just, just north of Guam, because my brother's sister lives there. And then from there, we're going back to Shanghai, where we'll travel to So Wuhan, what would our is, listeners find interesting about this? I mean, everybody's got their own well, travel itineraries. I am going to uh, bring back a report regarding what economic ch- changes have taken place since my last trip there. I'm going to uh, attempt to see what kind of police actions they're doing. Uh, I've reported in the past about some riots that I came across. And, but the, the thing is, the economy in China is doing so well, I don't think I'm going to see too much unrest this time. Uh, I have seen that in the past, but their economy keeps going uh, gets going stronger while ours is going down. Now you notice that That's sad. Moody's is now talking about cutting our bond rating from AAA to uh, who knows what. And uh, why do you think it is, Gene? It's because our, our debt ratio is so high. If you see the uh, countries with the highest debt ratio, they just released a report on that. And Japan is the highest, and uh, Germany is number fifteen, and there's several in the middle. But it didn't really say where we are. I would guess that we're not too far behind Germany as far as our uh, debt to GDP ratio. You've been calling us over the years, Gene, about China, and it's always interesting to have uh, people from the West going over there and giving an inside perspective, because in pop culture, China is still kind of painted as this, you know, the red China, they're, they're commies, and uh, you know, there's all these news articles about censorship and China's you know, terrible, etc. But your experiences haven't been uh, so negative over there. In fact, I remember you told us once that the police, in many cases, are virtually non-present, and, and yet there's not uh, chaos. The police are, number one, they're not armed for the most part. There are some armed police out there, very few of them. Most of the police are not armed, so your chances of getting shot by a cop in China are very slim, unlike here, where your chances of getting shot by a cop are pretty darn high. Right, we had a guy call in earlier who said that a uh, guy got shot 11 times because he was too drunk. Gene, thanks for the call. Look forward to your, uh, your, your experiences when you, are, when you have them, and have a safe trip, and thank you again. Uh, 800-259-9231. Paul is listening to WVTS uh, in West Virginia. Hello, Paul. Hey, hey Ian. I, I've, I've talked to you a couple times before, and I just wanted to chime in a little bit on the guy from the example with the Joblin and the Louisiana situation. Yes, sir. Um, let's face it, uh, an inner city, um, they're more or less dependent on government aid and assistance. And when you're talking about a small community um, that gets together and helps each other out, I'm starting to wonder, you know, you're kind of lacking a little bit of what I would call humbleness and understanding. And sometimes I wonder, and, and I listen to you when I can, I've heard you fill in on the late-night show from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., and I'm starting to wonder if you're just starting to create a little bit of a argumentative attitude with people just to kind of stir the pot a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think it was great what they did in Joplin. I didn't and, say Joplin was bad. Right. I, I don't understand where you, where you got that. I mean, you, the, what the guy was saying uh, was that, you know, Joplin was good and we agreed with all that. But then he would say things like it was the local government and uh, it was the people of uh, New Orleans. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that that's entirely true. I'm not going to discount it either. When somebody's used to relying on the government to take care of, take care of them, they're going to have a big problem when a disaster comes and the no government's doubt. not there to take care of them. That's, that's not, not true. But some of the biggest problems in Louisiana was the federal government. Correct. 
So I'm sorry no. if I look. Hey, Paul, I'm sorry if I miscommunicated. But uh, it was not my intention to say that Joplin wasn't an ideal situation as far as people responding in a time. I don't of think need. we miscommunicated that. We said it over and over again. Well, I think I think he was just trying to praise the fact that there no, are. No, he people. wasn't. No, I don't. I think what he was trying to say is that white people are pretty good at rebuilding, and that black people are um, kind of stupid. And if it wasn't for us, that they'd still be picking the corn out of yak crap in uh, Africa. Obviously, you're reading in. <laughs> That's what I think he was saying. Right, you're reading into it, Mark, and I agree with you. I think he was kind of hinting at that, but he de- he didn't tip his hand in any way explicitly on. Well, that. yeah, but he definitely kept bringing it up. No, I think it's it's the three of us here at least think that uh, the rescue efforts and the cleanup efforts in Joplin have been just extraordinary and the people getting together that the sad point for me is that it takes a tragedy before Americans really step up to their full potential and mm-hmm. I think people should try to realize that potential on a daily basis instead of just when a tornado or a hurricane hits good thoughts Paul well I I, I have lived in the the white slum and I've lived in the black slum and it's pretty much a, a, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I don't think race really has anything to do with. Oh, it. I agree with I you. A slum is a slum, and yep. uh, scumbags. People that depend, the people, scumbags. people that depend on the government, uh, whether no matter what their race, they're going to have a big problem when it, like a da- disaster like that happens. They haven't built community in the same way, and I agree with that all that entirely. Certainly. Paul, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's get Nick on here uh, for some thoughts from Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Nick. Hi. A concern I have with transhumanism is I'm not sure how it would be logically possible to transfer one's consciousness to some kind of digital or similar form in a way that would be genuinely moving the consciousness rather than simply copying it and possibly deleting the original. Yeah, nobody really knows anything about consciousness. Right. You know, if if you create a computer that supposedly can handle consciousness and then we take JJ's brain and we move it over to the computer and I say, hey, computer with JJ's brain, is that JJ in there? And it says, yes. How am I going to know? Um, (laughs) Well, no, see... You get you get the analog, you know, versus digital, which is analog is the reality, and digital is just a it is a snapshot of certain yep. samples of that. Even reality. if it can spit out some of the things that happened in your life, that doesn't mean that you're you. That's right. Yeah, we've got a lot more to learn about consciousness. Most sure. uh, you know, humans, but that don't doesn't know change. They can take your squishy little brain and stick it in a robot body, and it'd still be you, right? Nick, I wish we had more time. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers.